0: Hey, everyone, it's Jerry at the Fledge. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Every Damn Day. I'm still pointing out a little bit. I'm putting my he, him uh, pronouns up in tribute to uh, our good friends, Ezra and Marshall. Today on the show, we've got Miss Allison Spooner. How are you today, Allison?
1: Hello, I am great.
0: Um, Is your nickname the Shadow Princess?
1: i guess it is it's brandon's nickname for me brandon naven from the Artist umbrella
0: uh, have you uh so i've got this comment section and as soon as i put you on the screen that's what came up so
1: and i need um, brandon
0: yeah <laughs> that's exactly who did it so uh how are you today
1: i am great hanging in there
0: is it uh feeling colder where you are than uh yeah. yesterday yeah
1: Busting out the the jackets and the scarves and the slippers and all that jazz. So it might actually be fall now.
0: You think it's official?
1: I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? It's been 90 in October before, so you
0: never know. That's what I'm hoping for, like 90 degrees on uh, uh, Halloween.
1: Yeah. So Yeah, we'll see. It's Michigan. Uh, You never know.
0: Yeah. So... uh, if you don't mind, would you tell us something about Allison Spooner and whatever projects that you're working on?
1: Oh man, one of them, huh?
0: No, so, you can do all hundred of them. Cause I see you're out there. I see you busy.
1: I got a lot going on. Um, I am, I guess the all encompassing title would be author. Um, so on Facebook, I'm author Allison Spooner and that encompasses a lot um so i for my day job i do freelance writing marketing writing all that fun stuff and then um for my own personal writing i write mostly flash fiction which is complete stories in less than a thousand words Um, so i have been cranking that out for a couple years i have two books of collections of flash fiction which you can find on amazon so I always say it's for people who think they don't have time to read because you can read a complete story in about 5 minutes. So right before you go to bed while you're waiting in car line to drop the kids off while you're waiting at the grocery store. If you don't have time to read a whole novel, a fiction book, you have time to read a quick flash fiction story. Um, and I am the director of content and marketing for the artist umbrella. So shining the spotlight on creatives and artists in the community has become a passion of mine since beginning to work with them about a year ago i am working on making writing fiction and writing nonfiction more of a business so working on offering services i guess to write stories for other people um so i can keep going or you can ask anything that might have come up about all that um (laughs) Or I'll just keep blabbering on.
0: <laughs> well, I w- I did want to ask you some more things. Um, you you, how many books have you written?
1: I have two collections out right now.
0: Okay, and um, how many are you working on?
1: So I am working on. Well, I'm always working on flash fiction. Um, which just gets me more and more stories until I have enough to put into another collection. But recently, my focus has actually been back on a novel. So, I am writing a novel, and I will be hopefully completing it throughout the course of November, which is National Novel Writing Month.
0: Um, oh, you're gonna finish it in November?
1: Yes, yeah, so I've already started it. I've got a whole a whole bunch of it. Pretty much done, and I'm just editing and adding things. So, hopefully, I can use the momentum of what they call National Novel Writing Month to get it done. Yeah.
0: Oh, cool. So, kind of like Inktober, but for novel writers.
1: Yep. Yep, I um, saw Mila on talking about that.
0: Yeah, Mila was pretty awesome, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the, uh, so I've seen you uh, perform at the Artist umbrella and by perform I mean uh write your or read your one of your flash fictions is what I assume which was very powerful um uh the story of your or part of one of the stories of your father I think um mm-hmm. and it was that was uh that definitely moved me what what's the shortest thing you've ever read like is it four seconds? <laughs>
1: um, probably 440 words, I guess. Uh, there's an event called Fiction 440, um, that some folks in the community put on and it has been going on for a really long time. And I've been involved in that for a while. So you write, it's basically, it's flash fiction, but they give you a 440 word limit. And I'm sure I've written shorter things. Like I've written Facebook posts and actually I did a whole, right. um, I did a bunch of Facebook posts actually about my dad and um, some of his writing and combining his writing and mine writing. So those were probably shorter than that as well, so.
0: Is, is there a lot of pressure when you do a Facebook post to get everything authory, you know? Like with me, I'm just this moron that babbles on, but with you, you must have pressure
1: Yeah, I do kind of feel like every time I'm like, wait, is there any grammar? Are there any grammar mistakes in that, or is it perfect? But at the end of the day, I'm like, it's Facebook. People can go read my stuff, and they'll see that I know, I know how to use grammar. They don't. They're not gonna find it out from Facebook. The
0: uh, that that 440 is that an an attempt to make things concise? Is it an attempt to? Why Why do they pick 440? and I
1: don't I don't know why they picked that it's been around for quite a while um and I don't it, it personally for me it helps and I actually was having it actually helped me get writing again um for a long time I was forcing myself to try to write a novel um because that's just in my head that's just what writers did you had if you're a writer you wrote a novel and it just wasn't happening for me I wasn't finding an idea that really resonated enough to turn into a novel and like if I don't care enough nobody else is gonna care enough to read this yeah. <laughs> so um, but it was when I discovered like fiction 440 and then some flash fiction contests online that I was like okay you know this is this is fun like I can I can write something in 440 words or you know a thousand words is the true definition of flash fiction and um pack a punch and you don't have all the pressure of backstory and world building and so it's fun but also a challenge because without the pressure of back build backstory building and world building you have to really communicate it in a few words so it's challenging but fun and i really kind of discovered that as my niche for a long time
0: well you're motivating me because i i've been doing this story or this uh not story uh this uh pitch competition called 99 seconds but a pitch ain't one Mm -hmm. and the 99 seconds to me it was really like what you're talking about with the thousand words and thinking you know you got to be concise you got to tell us what the gist is without telling us you know that you went to 500 different colleges or whatever Mm -hmm. and but I've been wanting to do a 24 second one now I really want to do the 24 second (laughs) one (laughs) And really torture people. Mm -hmm. One word. Yes, you have one word to convince us to give you ninety nine dollars. No, then I I can make it one dollar. Yeah.
1: One word. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll give it a shot. Um, You know, when I I met you, we you were in the entrepreneurial space or another part of the entrepreneur entrepreneurial space, more of the, maybe the tech and the startup scene. Um, I d- definitely consider the artist as the genesis of entrepreneurial space. Um, and uh, you wrote an article about us once that was the first article that didn't, well, you call this an incubator and much more. That was the title. And uh, everyone had called this like this incubator until then. And you kind of opened it up. So number one, thank you. Uh, Number two, the importance of storytelling stuck with me. Um, And there's three things that we always talk about, the story, the aesthetic, and the tour. And uh, that story part, um, I think definitely I credit you with some of that in those early days of uh, uh, what Jesse Flores and you guys were doing with the uh, Startup Lansing, right? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah, that was that, a lot
1: of fun. And I think my role my role in the entrepreneurship and the tech world and because I'm not techie at all, but it's very much around stories and telling the stories of um, entrepreneurs I always found really, really fascinating because they always have really fascinating stories.
0: <laughs> yeah. What what were you were you an author then? Did you is that what you were thinking you were doing? Were you a marketing person? Were you What did you think you were at that point? And I hope that you understand what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, Um, it's an interesting question. So I've always, I guess in my head, I've always been an author. Although in my head, the distinction between writer and author is like, once you've written a book, whether it's published or not, or once you've written something like that's out there, then you're an author, like you put your name on it, you're the author of it. And then a writer just, you know, Writes. And no, there's no, it's not like one's better than the other for sure. It just that that's how I think about it in my head. So I guess in that sense, I was not an author yet. At that point, I hadn't really published anything or put anything out there and smacked my name on it besides articles, I guess. So I take that back because I wasn't <laughs> I was an <laughs> author of articles. Um, and I guess I got into like marketing writing and a lot of that because it was kind of in my head all I could do to make money with my writing. If I wanted to write and I wanted to make money at it, like marketing writing is pretty much what you do when you're a writer and you need to, you know, have money on, have some income coming in. And that was start lancing and telling the stories of businesses and um, entrepreneurs was a way to do that, but still really embrace kind of what I loved, which was telling, telling interesting stories.
0: Hmm. Did so? I'm gonna go back. I asked you about Allison Spooner and the author Allison Spooner. Um, I think you skipped over the first part. Where do you mind if you if I ask where you were born?
1: I was born in Stockbridge, Michigan, right. so a little uh, gosh, I don't know, east of here, east, south,
0: yeah. Um, I know where it is, most of you should know where it is. Find out where it is, yeah. um, and then did you did you go to high school in Stockbridge?
1: I did, yes. And then and did,
0: moved, yeah,
1: to went to Grand Valley, so moved to that area for a little while. Grand Rapids area. Went to Colorado for a little while, lived in Grand Rapids for a little while, and have been living in Lansing, probably the bulk of my adult life.
0: Did you study writing, English, something like that at Grand Valley? I did.
1: I studied creative writing, which (laughs) my advice for up-and-coming writers would be to study something else.
0: (laughs) Yeah? Is it because it's hard to get a job or?
1: Yeah, I think I would... Like if you want to make it your minor or whatever, but I would definitely study something practical, more practical. I shouldn't say that. I'm not dissing the liberal arts or anything like that, but study, you know, marketing or communications or some area like that as your as your major, and then you know work on your creative writing and stuff on the side too. Because there are there are lots of ways to do it to learn more about your craft in colleges um, without actually studying it.
0: I learned more about programming outside of college than I did Mm -hmm. in college. Do you think that's the same with writing?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think the only thing I really remember about like my writing courses was like the workshops and the camaraderie in the workshops and reading my work out loud, which you can do, you can do that on your own if you, it was nice to have like a, a professor's feedback and all that. And I, actually, I probably still have stories buried away with their scribbles on it. Um, so that was really good. But you can do stuff like that. You can start workshops, start writing groups, find your people and find your, you know, people to interact with around stuff like that without paying a university a lot of yeah. money to do it.
0: Yeah. I, I always wonder what like I had a liberal arts education. I have a degree in statistics or mathematics, however you want to look at it. And, but I had a lot of philosophy, a lot of English, a lot, or a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, literature is what I should have Mm -hmm. said. And uh, I love my liberal arts degree, but practically everything that I learned was really in a textbook, maybe a little bit of practice here and there. my math and my computer science i definitely did not need to go to school for that i could have learned that from hanging around a few people that would teach me a few things Mm -hmm. um i do you so i'm I'm always curious as what kind of careers like could just go right to youtube and you know or some some other thing you know like six people in a room could teach you a lot more than Mm -hmm. you know youtube probably yeah, um, I think the
1: best way to learn about writing and learn how to write is to just do it. Like, there's not a lot. There's only a certain amount of things you can learn in the classroom, and then the rest is going to be just doing it and giving it to other people and getting feedback, giving it to the right people, I will add, but um, applying the feedback, learning what works and learning what doesn't, you can only do, do after
0: you, actually doing it. Do you got Do you get a lot of feedback where people like tell you all these things and you're like "Ah, yeah (laughs) yeah i
1: have i have (laughs) like "Mm, pass but you also and that's also something you learn through just doing you learn what feedback to take and what to not take and you won't always take all the feedback that everybody gives you and that's something you can only learn through experience too
0: yeah um so i could go onto amazon walk through a wizard and be an author in, I don't know, pretty quick right now, right? Um, does that piss you off? Because <laughs> I, I know it, I pissed I... The otter, it pissed the artists off. It pisses the photographers off. Um, I think as a writer, that must be the new cringe point. Like, oh my God.
1: So it's a, it's a fine line because I like that there's more access for authors to get published because there used to be a huge barrier and that barrier was traditional publishing. And if you couldn't get in with an agent and then you couldn't, um, you know, if you didn't have the contacts and um, a lot of that. I like that a lot of those barriers are gone now and you can get your words out. Um, You know, we always talk about access and making sure that you know, art is accessible and mm-hmm. this makes it more accessible. It makes it more accessible to authors and writers to get their stuff out there. Um, but it does make it, you know makes it possible more for really anyone to put their book on on Amazon. But what's gonna happen is it's I mean it's not gonna sell. Like, yeah. like that's just that's just the fact. If it's not if it's not good, and, if it's not something people want to read, if it's not well written, if it's clear they didn't put effort into it, that's just not gonna yeah.
0: And I think I think you've used some of these mechanisms, right, to kind of get there, to get through those barriers. Yeah. Um, So I don't mean it like that Mm -hmm. process is the uh, bad part. What I mean is, some babbling idiot like me could just scribble down a bunch of words and be published fairly quickly without any. I mean, I'm going to have to pay money and stuff like that, but yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. Well. The price you're paying us for for technology, yeah.
0: but I I love your point though because there are people you know we say and I mentioned this yesterday with uh, um, Mike that uh, genius is lost in poverty and I imagine that there are a lot of great writers a lot of great you know notebooks like this in base flooded basements that mm-hmm. there was some genius writing something just brilliant that will never be published.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's the the glory and also the pitfall of the internet. Like anyone can have a voice, but anyone can have a
0: voice. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh it's
1: great that you can put something on Facebook and it can be seen by, you know, thousands of people and maybe it's really beautiful and you just never had the means to publish it but it still gets seen so that's that's a really great that's a really great thing. Yeah.
0: Is there uh something you do every damn day to kind of get us to the gist of the show that kind of pushes your needle forward and um that you just kind of have a ritual about or that you see as why you're successful?
1: I it's something I've been trying to do for a really long time, and I've only gotten better at it probably in the last few months. Actually, probably since the pandemic. So um, hidden you know, silver linings and all that um, is getting up early and doing my stuff first. I work on my own writing first. So the danger of being a writer and being a writer is that I write all day for other people, um, through whether it's blogs or social media or, you know, website content or whatever, um, I'm constantly writing. And so if I try to write at the end of the day for myself, I'm very burnt out on it. And that's the last thing I want to do is sit down and, you know, even though it's something I love writing. So I've kind of switched gears. And even though I'm not a morning person, I get up earlier, than I normally would, and I sit at the computer at, you know, seven thirty, seven seven thirty, even earlier some days, and I write my stuff first, before I do anything else. And so I think that's something, especially in, the arts, and especially in if you, do the thing that you love for a living too, um, that you need to prioritize yourself and your own stuff over the stuff you do for everyone else.
0: I. I love that advice. So it's really easy for me to kind of soak that in and say, shit, I need to kind of reprioritize my morning because that's probably when you're at your best too. Right. I mean,
1: oddly enough, yes,
0: when you're at word 5,085, I don't even know how fast people Mm -hmm. write, but Mm -hmm. you know, you want it to be for someone else's article, not uh, necessarily for Mm -hmm. your novel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yesterday Um, Mike Marriott. I think you know him. I do. (laughs) Are you an Opportunity Arts affiliate? I am. Yeah. Um, He had a question for you. And his question is, when did you know that this is how you wanted to make your living? Writing, being an author. (laughs) And you can use that distinction. When you went from you know just writing and being a creative writing to boom now i'm going to be an author i'm going to be published and i'm going to make my money from books or try to or whatever
1: yeah i think oh gosh i had time to think about this and i still am not sure the right answer i have always wanted to be a writer i guess is the answer there there was that there was never a time where I really considered doing anything else. So I always wanted to, like, make a living writing books. Or I also wanted to be Lois Lane at one point. But I think that was mostly just because of Superman. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I thought maybe, you know, I'd be a famous reporter or something. But when I realized what that actually entailed, I was like, "Mm, no, thanks. But um, so I've always wanted to write and I always knew I wanted to make a living writing. and I guess when, probably it's probably been in the last only like five or so years, I really started like making a, making a real effort to like make money at it. And it was probably when I started meeting other people in the community who were doing the same thing um, or who were a little more business minded than myself and were like, hey, you could, you can make money doing this. Like it doesn't, ha- you don't have to sit around and try to traditionally published just to make money you can utilize technology and you can utilize the tools you have in front of you and um you know jesse flores is probably a great example of that so he probably helped me a lot realize like i don't have to sit and wait to get you know published before i can make money writing i can use can look at it like a business and use the tools i have to do
0: that so you think probably merging with those entrepreneur that entrepreneurial echo space helped you a little bit?
1: Yeah, probably. So which is I mean it's advice artists get all the time and entrepreneurs and everyone gets all the time to surround yourself with the right people and that's yeah. that's exactly it because if I hadn't done that, I'd probably spend, you know, my days binging Netflix shows and all that. But I'm around a lot of people that hustle and are really passionate about what they do. And you know that you can't help but have that rub off. So
0: we've had a lot of questions over the last week about, you know, when did your art become your business? When did it become, you know, this other thing that wasn't a hobby or something like that. Um, And it's really, it surprises me how in the arts, you're, you can be looked at as like a uh, capitalist pig if you're working on that side of your craft, but everywhere mm. else you're not. And, you know, we want you strong, right? You, you represent our culture. You are recording things for us. You are putting out there something that reflects who the rest of us are as a writer, an author, an artist. And I want you strong, so I'm glad you're hustling, and I'm glad you're figuring out a way to, you know, make a living doing this and doing what you love. So first of all, thank you for that. Um, sounds like I'm wrapping up the show. I'm not, because um, we, we got another thing that we have to do, and that is that tomorrow, I've got my friend from, from Chicago named Will, um, and he does something called the White Rose Network. Which um, every summer, except for this summer, he comes up to the Fledge. Well, COVID is the reason, but he comes up to the Fledge and he has a residency and he invites people from all over the place to come here. And they go out and they record uh, glass breaking and the sounds of the city and stuff like that. And then they come back and they put it together as an art piece. And I'm being specific being careful not to say musical or song or whatever, because it's a uh, it's an intentional set of noise that is meant to make you feel a certain way. So I'm having a hard time explaining what this guy does, <laughs> but you get the gist, I think. So what question would you like to ask Will? Yeah, so my question would
1: be, what was the first sound you heard that you wanted to record? Because we hear sounds every single day, and none of us are like, Oh, I need to record that, like that garbage truck outside. Um, so what was the first sound you heard that you're like, I really need to capture this and it into that, something?
0: That's an incredible question. And you know what, you took me right back, you're, you're probably younger. Um, well, I know you're younger, and won't maybe know how the joy of when you got your first tape recorder and you were able to press uh, record and play at the same time and it would record something and that that uh was amazing you probably had an iphone experience or something like that is that true
1: i had a cassette player
0: like that really
1: (laughs) that you could record on yeah i actually and i just remembered this I actually did like an audio book with like one of my stories that I wrote in like middle school or high school or something, middle school. I recorded it. I read it and like used a cassette tape to record it. Like the first audio book.
0: You got to find that that could be I uh, I think worth millions. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so now though. Wow, that kind of changes the dynamic of what I want to ask you, because I want to flip this question on you. And, um, you know, what I think for an, for a writer or an author, the equivalent of what you just asked Will would be, what was the first thought you wanted to write down?
1: Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> so hard, because like I said, I've always wanted to be a writer. Like, I don't ever remember not wanting to so even when i was like little little and reading and so i guess i have to just go off Like it's not an actual physical memory but i have written down somewhere a story that i transcribed to my mom and she wrote it down for me because i couldn't even write yet so even before i could write i wanted to like be capturing my thoughts and I mean, it wasn't anything interesting. It was like, I'm gonna go play with so-and-so today and I'm gonna do this and now I'm gonna sing a song. And I literally made her write down the words to Jingle Bells or something like that (laughs) while I sang. And so she was my first. So I don't know what the first specific thought was, but I know that it was before I could even write, I wanted to like get my thoughts down on paper.
0: Well, that's a a great answer. It's probably not a really fair question, is it? What was your first thought and how old were you in months? Um, So that's that's kind of amazing though, the way you described that because you couldn't write.
1: And if you're a writer,
0: well, well, yeah. But I, I said that, you know what, What's a more abstract way to say that? You know, what's the first thought you wanted to be able to repeat the expression? I don't. That's weird. I always get wrapped up up. in abstracting things, but uh, I love that. uh, I love that you couldn't write well yet (laughs) when it was the first time. So, kind of shows the weakness of my question. Um, So, do you. Think that I'm, I'm going to ask you one more question, then do a little bit of business. Um, do you think that authors and writers are valued as much as they should be as a reflection of what you're doing for us? Do people know what you're doing for us, that you're recording and culturizing what we're doing?
1: Hmm. <laughs> do you know, feel
0: appreciated?
1: I do personally, yes, but I think it's because going back to that advice, like I've surrounded myself with the right people and put myself in the right community and I found my tribe and like with the artist umbrella, obviously, like. All art is valued and there's never a time you walk away from a show or a meeting or a get together or an event going like, oh man, I didn't feel like that went well, like so i do but i'm also you know online in groups and on twitter and i know there's still a challenge around that for a lot of people um especially i think different types of writing are not always as valued as they should be um i'm going to use like romance as an example I don't love romance novels but i know that romance writers are not any less of a writer than anyone else like i know some amazing romance writers but i do feel like they get a little scoffed at because they write romance but even a personal friend of mine just got a netflix deal for her romance or is in talks for a netflix deal for her romance series so i think that's the challenge i think people can scoff at different types of writers um mm-hmm but it's all it's all valuable it's all still words it's all about the human experience we all experience romance we just not everybody reads it so Uh, i think i think that's the challenge and getting paid enough (laughs) i think is is still is still a challenge and people don't don't understand what goes into it um or even know how to how to compensate for it which i don't i don't blame them but (laughs) I don't know how to put a number on what I do either.
0: (laughs) So uh, I'm going to do a little business, and that's just uh, Sunday coming up at 3 p.m. We've got 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one. Every damn day at 2, we have every damn day. Uh, Tuesdays at 3 p.m., we uh, are presenting – 10,000 Fledges and we're going to start up uh, a virtualized podcast of coding club next or in two weeks. So look out for that. Anything you want to uh, plug or talk about? I saw you, uh, there's something going on tonight for the yeah, artist. So
1: club, there's an artist umbrella event tonight at urban beat in old town. Doors open at six 30 show starts at seven. Um, If you need tickets, you got to grab them. We were running out last I um, checked in because of um, social distancing guidelines. We really had to cap capacity um, and urban beats uh, a smaller venue than we're used to anyway. So it's going to be a small intimate show, which is going to be really nice. It's going to be a little more low key and more chill than a lot of our other shows. So that is tonight. You can reach out to me. You can go to the artist umbrella on Facebook if you want to look into getting tickets. And my stuff, you can find you can find my books on Amazon if you just search my name, um, and you can also go to snacksizefiction.com, and that has all my stories. So there's some that are available for free. There's some that are available if you subscribe, and there's some that are available for a little, a little fee. So. Yes, snacksizefiction.com, and you can find me on Facebook at author Allison Spooner.
0: All right, we'll put all those links in the comments for everybody. Um, so I always ask the guest, Is there anything you'd like to take us out with? Any advice? Any you can just do deuces, you can sing a song, you can dance, whatever you want.
1: Oh, my goodness! My advice is, I guess, I'll just repeat what I said earlier put your put be selfish if you're an artist be selfish put your put your art first do your thing first if you don't prioritize yourself and my headphones are not great um if you don't prioritize yourself no one else will so make sure that you are prioritizing yourself and your art
0: all right i love it and i just want to say something from me and from the fledge we appreciate you thank you for doing what you do Um, I hope that we all figure out someday on how to put value where value should be, Um, but in the long run, they will remember the stories that you tell, not the uh, crap we leave laying around or whatever. So uh, we appreciate you a lot, Allison. Thank you (laughs) for doing what you do. Yep. We'll see you.
1: Bye.